As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, oh, what a week it's been, guys. It's turtleneck sweater dress season, ladies. <laughs> We're dressed for holiday dinner right now, actually. <laughs> this was not planned. <laughs> I won't thank you. Welcome back, y'all. Yes. I know you eating leftovers as wow. we speak. And I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know that whatever vibration your plate is, I hope it tastes good. <laughs> it might be low, it might be high, but baby, I, know, I, know I hope it tastes you. good. I was asking for the low vibration plate. <laughs> That's my type of plate, baby. Man. I hope you're home, started dancing. with the auntie music, bitch. We dress like aunties, bitch. <laughs> this is getting aunties. Yes. This is good. Let's sit, sit around your house music. Because that's what y'all should be doing on this Friday. Well... People are probably out. They've been standing in line since midnight. Nah, I'm sure they, they ordered online. No Apparently, Black Friday is online for the most part. Really? A lot of people do Black Friday online. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know I'm looking for the I'm for the not sales. doing shit outside. And that goes through Monday. Yeah, so Cyber been, Monday? Oh, yes, baby. Yeah. I've been waiting for all the deals. I will be swiping my card. Sure listen, the fuck will. Listen. I am excited. Although a lot of the places have already been starting online with their yeah. sales. Yeah, they have. So... They have. You know, it's neither here nor there. Welcome, y'all, to See The Thing Is Podcast. Yeah. Um, Post-holiday edition. There we go. There we go. Yeah. I'm your girl, Mandy B, or not. And I'm Bridget Kelly. We're here to bring you all of the grown, honest, and slightly toxic holiday versions <laughs> <laughs> of the things that have gone on this week. And, and, and honestly... We have really had an incredible year, and I feel like November has literally been one week long. It was like one week I did oh, the no, marathon, is, and, and now and now and it's then, gone. And now it's, it's, gone. it's fucking. And now we're getting into Christmas now. We're after Thanksgiving already. Yeah, like it's that's nuts. It. It's over. Like no, to, yeah. to think that you literally ran the first week. Yeah. Of and November, that, and, that's, and now and now it's gone. It's it's, gone. Almost, it's almost been a month. That is crazy. Isn't that wild? Where is the time gone? 
I don't know. November was a short ass month. It was like it was mad but urgent to get here. It's not even the shortest it month. It, it still got the thirty one days in it or something. Thirty. 30. Or 30. Oh, it's only thirty. Yeah, it's only thirty. But whatever, it's still long. It's as still fun. a long. It's still a long month. It's still not February. February is twenty eight days. So that is nuts. Yeah, it's kind of well, crazy. Well, I'm not. I I, I kind of have enjoyed uh, this year a lot. Yeah. So me too. I'm I'm excited to see what 2023 has in store. I'm excited for us. Um, very much so. I, I wanted to get like just right into the grown portion of the pod. Yeah. We don't have too much to really catch up on here um, because we are recording this prior to, to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. But that's because so, we're not coming in the studio Thanksgiving. Ain't nobody I know y'all coming understand. In on, do they? I don't think that motherfuckers be knowing. We listen. Mm, I am traveling. The way people are losing their jobs before the holidays, they you're understand right, you're that right, you're right, we are not you're going right. to show up to work on a holiday. We're not. We're not. Um, and because of course Thanksgiving falls on a Thursday. That's right. We're recording this just a little bit before that because uh, yeah. I'll be in Dallas with my second family, and I'm so. going to be. Um, well, my mother's going to host Thanksgiving. She always does every year, but this year's going to be different because. I'm a fiance, so it's myself Talk and my fiance that Talk are going to be shit. doing a lot of the cooking, which, I mean, I'm relieved about because the last couple years... Um, it's, it was giving white Thanksgiving. It's Well, it's always, <laughs> it's always giving a white Thanksgiving. But this year, the menu is much more, it's much more diverse. Um, my, sister's, my sister's boyfriend is, um, he's from the South, so he's going to be responsible for a lot of the Southern dishes, which I'm hyped for. What is a Southern dish to you? Um, Cause you said you're making the baked mac and cheese. Yes, I am. Which to me that's a southern dish. But what are the southern dishes then that he's going to be responsible um, for? To me, collard greens are a southern dish. One hundred percent. They're absolutely that's, a southern that's dish. That's what I'm cooking. And he's responsible for those. I'm, I'm responsible for that um, this year. And the and the ham. A okay. good a good ham to me is southern. Okay. Because a lot because pork is pork is for the most part In from the, the south. south like pulled yeah. pork, brisket. Oh, when I think about pulled pork, brisket. Like I think okay. about, I think about the South. I never really have ham. I hope they. I, I know they ham. gonna have a turkey. Probably I don't I want turkey. Ham. Normally, what's crazy is I think I like the sides more than any meat that's oh. be, that be given, except for when my mama used to make the oxtail. Right. Like that. I know, it. and 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 my fiance actually asked about doing oxtail this year. He's like, I mean, we can. I was like, mm. I love it. I love I'm it. I'm not mad. I just want to do it for the ham but... or turkey. And and shout out to Glorilla. Not Glorilla. Just finding out the ham was pork. Wow. She didn't know. Well, I mean, she didn't. Ham. She didn't know. Um, but yeah, we'll get into uh, probably all of our uh, holiday festivities uh, next week, of course. Yeah. Um, and I guess I wanted to start off the grown, the the grown portion. We have um, a clip that was sent. Yeah. And I would like to talk about imposter syndrome, if you don't mind. I think we should. Um. And then we'll get into the things that we're thankful for and all all, all mm-hmm. of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me click this so that I can get your response on it. Because we have talked me. about imposter syndrome on the pod before. Uh, but this was an interesting take on it. Oh, here we go. I got to follow her? No. Here we go. You know what gets me? You know what always irritates me? Um, when individuals will try to create terms via like research and then apply them to the individual they were not created for. Mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. there's all this talk about imposter syndrome, right? How would you feel knowing that the like original researchers who coined the term imposter syndrome use a population that were, and I quote, primarily white middle to upper class women between the ages of 20 and 45. Mm-hmm. 
Like they're so like, and then I'll see these things where they're like, can you talk about imposter syndrome when it relates to black people? I said, I'm gonna do you one better. I'm gonna talk to you about racism related stress as it relates to black people, because mm. you guys will use the term imposter syndrome, mm. but it's, makes sense to feel like an imposter in an unwelcoming environment right mm. imposter syndrome is the aspect of not feeling welcome or not feeling like enough in that down. environment right so if i'm in a racist environment if i'm in a sexist environment um, if i'm in an oppressive environment i guess that makes me feel imposterish i guess that makes me feel like an imposter or am i dealing with uh my reaction and my appropriate response to racism oppression and sexism and colorism and texturism mm. like what <laughs> and then she gives the space you know what this is really interesting because i've had this conversation a lot even with um my best friend carla mm -hmm. uh who's a friends with benefits here Shout out to and we talk about imposter syndrome a lot yeah um and more so she's felt it as it's pertained to being now in this creative space but for sure, like when 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 there's pod events and and things like that, and even when we talk about podcasting in general, we do separate our experiences black podcasters a lot. Of course, we experience our you know we 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 separate and and group us into our comparisons to other black podcasters because we don't feel like there's much of a comparison at all no. when we look at these white podcast deals. When we look at the mm -mm. white podcast uh, numbers that right. they get in right, listens. Right. So it was really interesting to hear this because I had never thought of my imposter syndrome. And, and I spoke about that even being a diversity hire, right. it, it, you know, working at Goldman and working at EY where I felt, you know, a little imposter-ish. You're right. I also was just in these rooms where... It was mo it, it was mostly white and Asians. Right. I was one of two people on my whole team that were black, so I didn't realize that this feeling of imposter syndrome. Nor did I know that the definition relayed to white women between twenty and forty five, and that it didn't even include us. Right. Because I do feel as though like what she said was one hundred percent true. Like we don't feel like we belong in places and applying this word imposter syndrome where to been, us. Where we've been where, unwelcome. Where we've been unwelcome, where we've been oppressed, mm -hmm. where, you know, or even rooms of mostly men. Right. And I know a lot of women feel that way in 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 the corporate ladder. Yeah. When maybe they're one of two women in their higher roles, they mm -hmm. feel like, oh, am I supposed to be here? And you're right. It's not this idea of imposter syndrome. It's just that... These are oppressive environments that make you feel as though you're not supposed to be here. Also, I, I I think the important differential, too, that we talk about is is the word imposter, right? Imposter means you are pretending to be something else. When mm. you're when you are when you are an imposter, you are posing as something that right. you're not. Right. So I think that that was that's and that's the part that's understated. Right. It's like ultimately we're not imposters. We're just we're probably just the, the sole representation of whatever specific group we exist as in the space. Have you ever felt like an imposter? Absolutely. I, I mean, I think but I, I think we have we have we have compounded the idea of of being an imposter with just not feeling safe or feeling mm. or feeling like we belong. And I don't think those are the same things. I feel like when you are an imposter and maybe why that why that specific language was pit was used for white women between the ages of 20 and 45 right is because ultimately you are like if you are a white woman in a space you are attempting to fill the shoes of a white man 
So you don't feel like you can do it because those are the you're trying to fill the shoes of a man. You're trying to meet this. You're trying to meet the right. standards that a man has set. Whereas with black people and especially black women in a space, we're having to create the standard. So we're not imposters at all. We're actually we're actually creators. We're founders mm. in a lot of these conversations. We're founders in a lot of these spaces because there's no one that's done what we're doing now. There's no, There were no footprints for us to follow. There was no blueprint. There was no footsteps. There was no ladder for us to climb that was set before us. And that's the, that's, I mean, that's, that's the part about white privilege that we can't, we can't necessarily pull from is because we don't, there was no ladder for us to climb. Right. So I think ultimately it's the, the part about not belonging. I have felt because obviously being a biracial person, you, you're never, you're never white for one. I mean, I, in my, in my, within my white family members, they don't, they don't see color for, you know, for lack of, for lack of a better explanation. Um, they don't see color, so it it doesn't enter into their minds because their existence does not include anything of anybody of color, really. But so they're you, allowed to exist in a place where they don't they literally don't see color. Are there are there any other uh, biracial people on the white side of your family? No, because then I would say that that makes sense. Then there's for them. there's there's because no they, one there is no one of color. But they've on my never side also of the had to commingle. That's with why your I said they've family. literally not seen color. They've right. literally they, when they when some white people wow. say they don't see color, they literally do not see color. That's crazy. And it's and it's not it's not to dis, it's not to di, like to try to demean them or de, or demean that their experience as white people. It's just to say you just don't ha, you just don't know. You know what I'm saying? You don't see color, so you don't you don't know. You have no. Wow. No concept of black existence at all other than what you might see from the media or if I'm in your family, then any any connection or conversation you might have with me. But I've never felt like I really belonged there. And then I have black family that's West Indian, but my my mother and I were the other family. So right, right, we right. weren't we were never Y'all a part of that family for real either. Family. So there was never a sense really of belonging in a family setting. So anytime I've been around family members, it's blood family members, it's always been a little bit awkward. Um, even the ones that have welcomed me and been warm, you know what I'm saying? There's still, there's still that little, that strange, there's still a little bit of a guard up for me, um, around how I, how I can relate to their experience and their story and their existence. Have they met your fiance yet? No, most of them have not. Okay. Only a couple have. So it's, I mean, and the wedding that's is, gonna the wedding be, is going to be culture shock. That's going to be The wedding is going to be culture shock as fuck for a lot of them. Fuck. He's Jamaican as fuck. So it's going to be a really interesting, interesting dynamic. But I also... Almost all of my my chosen family that are my friends are black, so that right. won't, that's not. And my my family members that are white are still they're aware of that, and they've met okay. almost all of my friends that have been around for ten plus years. Okay, so it's not it's not like it's oh my god look at all the it's not it's not that ignorant, but it's still wow in terms of in terms of relatability in terms of common ground on certain issues. There's just never really, there's no opportunity for anybody to have those conversations. And I've never felt like I belonged on either side. So I think that's an element. I think in the beginning of my, my music career, because of where, how I started, I felt a little bit of imposter syndrome because I, it started kind of backwards. Like I was, I started up here right. instead of being, having like the new artist development time where it was like, I'm doing all of the grassroots stuff like going to the radio stations and I did that but I did that after I performed at Madison Square Garden in front of 30,000 people. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So it was a little bit backwards and there was an, a this part of me was brought to you by. <laughs> there was a part of me that didn't feel like I deserved that because I hadn't earned it in the in that in the industry yet. Mm. So I didn't earn the right to perf- to be in front of a sold out Madison Square Garden crowd. I didn't earn the right to be 
on a private jet with the Carters. I didn't earn, you know what I'm saying? Like there's still parts of me that felt like, damn, do I, not that, not that I, not that I wasn't deserving or worthy, but that I hadn't earned it. And I think those are two different things too. I Mm. think we have, especially black people and people of color have really struggled with just discerning when we're worthy and when we've earned something. Everyone is worthy of love and, and, and loyalty and respect. Not everybody earns respect the way that they should. Not everybody right. earns the loyalty that they think they're entitled to. And so we have to we have to be really specific with our language, especially like this woman made the distinction about imposter syndrome and just trauma, because we haven't been included in a lot of these spaces. We haven't been included in a lot of these conversations. So we're legitimately building the plane as we fly it. So I feel like there's a lot of rooms and spaces podcasting. I felt like an imposter coming into an imposter coming into podcasting. But you talk. I do, but I'm still an artist. So there's still elements okay. of like, you, you felt artist, like you were pretending to be a podcaster. No, I just I felt like I wasn't I wasn't I was gonna be given a harder time amongst other podcasters because it's like, well, yeah, I mean, she's you know she's an artist or she was on but a reality lot of podcasters TV. are artists. Ironically, like right now, the top podcasters are artists or at once had a different career outside. Even if you go to like the Joe Rogan, yeah. Joe Rogan was, was hosting fear factor and was a wrestler before right. he's now a podcaster. Right. Then you have the other Joe, you have Nori. Yeah. You have the, the top podcasters right now in our space even right. had other careers before becoming podcasters. I actually feel like, like I'm an anomaly because again, I was working at fucking EY and I was going to be an accountant and now I'm a full-time podcaster. Mm -hmm. Like, so to me, not, not having a built-in audience, not having people come over from anything else that I've done on a public scale and just building an organic audience to me, when I'm around all these other people Mm -hmm. who, who've had 20 plus careers in the, in the entertainment industry, it's like, Oh shit. Like I'm literally talking and 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 now partnering with a Charlemagne or uh, having Andrew Schultz on the show and Andrew but has d- been trying to do like or or and he's amazing now but I, we have all seen him go from like guy code and yep. all this stuff on yep. MTV and even when when he did come on our show he he did he opened up for us at Caroline's wow off the humbug for some on some friend shit and now Andrew Schultz selling out fucking arenas and doing Netflix, Netflix specials. specials. Right. It's it, it's crazy to see that, but I that's that, where but that's I, where I'm confused like because I think a lot of because the difference is a lot of artists and a lot of creatives that ended up in podcasting pivoted because we ha- we had to. I don't think it's a like we had to pivot from what we were doing. Okay. With you I think it it was it was you you knew you were good at commentary. You knew you were good at speaking. You knew you were good at. Bitch, am I good at speaking? You are. Okay. You can. You convey. You convey. Can you express yourself very well, and you're very confident in who you are. A lot of people don't have that in life. Period. Right. So it's an important life skill. The life skill set <laughs> that you bring to the space is very different than it's. It's well suited for this space because you get to customize the experience people get to have with you. Right. And so. Yeah, I think I think for a lot of artists, most artists are terrible speakers. Most no, artists are. are terrible are. at articulating anything other than how they create and what their process is and how they feel about things. So having opinions, having opinions, having opinions, a lot having, of having, having or a, interviewing, it's, right? It's hard. It's difficult for it a is. lot of artists. So I it think is. I think in that regard, like the Norries and the Joe Buttons, like they are, they're they're they are black sheep in the music community for being able to come out and be able and be conversationalist in the way that they are. And mm. I think. 
for us, it's again, it's because it's a landscape that's new for everyone. Right. And I say new like the last 10 years new. It's still a new space. It's still a new territory for everyone. There is there isn't any real blueprints for anyone to follow no, because it's not. constantly changing. The industry, even from when we signed our deal, so, we've, we've been different. talking about it. We're like, by the time this deal is, you know, by the time we get to an option period, the land, the, the whole industry will have changed. It will have yeah. evolved three times over. Yeah. Whatever platform we or portal we use to and collect now, our data might be different. Like there's so yeah. many things that we have to be adaptable to. And I think in general, women, black women are especially have had to be adaptable because no matter what the environment is, no matter what the circumstance or situation is, whether it's a friend situation or like a social environment or a professional work environment, we have to be adaptable to whatever changes come because whoever we are has to be enough for us. And so beating that, you're not really fighting again. You're not fighting the imposter syndrome. You're fighting the conditions that, that have been like ingrained in us from the very beginning about who we are, who we're supposed to be, not being too loud, not rocking the boat, not being aggressive, not being, it's just all of those things I think play a part into the trauma that, that we have had to kind of get through to get to a place of safety. I think it's about safety. It's being safe, feeling it's feeling safe in where we are safe to grow safe. I'll I'll be honest. And and, and I, I, this is just, you just put the, Put the alley for for the segue here. Yeah. Like I think that that's where I'm thankful right now. I think the first year mm. of this pod was there was a lot of things going yeah. on, and like where we're trauma. at now. No, there was there was a it lot was trauma, and so I'm like I'm I'm grateful and thankful to be in a space where we come in, we create our content, we're thinking of other things to to drop and do. Um, other ways to connect to our audience, expounding yeah. um, in our connection to our audience soon at the top of 2023 mm-hmm. announcement coming soon. Um, but no, like I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful like that we took all that we've learned in that first year and girl and, and switched up, you know, what, what we liked, what we didn't like mm-hmm. um, and talked through some things. And I guess like outside of being a fiance, bitch, cause clearly that's a thankful thing. Yeah. What other things have you been thankful for in this last year? Um, I'm thankful that I've that I've been able to learn lessons that haven't been hard lessons. I think I've I have in my career and in my personal life, I always in my twenties being the the like the crazy person I was, I used to pride myself on learning things the hard way. Like I knew that no matter what I would land on my feet, even if <laughs> even if I'm on fire <laughs> and and the building exploded and I'm free falling from hundred feet, I'm still gonna land on my feet. Um I think I took pride in that and I'm happy that now at my big age, finally, that the lessons that I'm learning and the things that even may not come easy to me are not are not hard lessons learned. Like I don't have to right. fuck it up to get it right. I don't have to. Um, there are other ways to go around trying to to learn something, to, to, to get up to, to like really grasp either how to deal with with people or how to handle friendships and family relationships or. Shit, even learning a new process, even with stuff that we do and trying to figure out how yeah. certain processes work. Like everything doesn't have to come from dropping. Every lesson doesn't have to be learned by dropping the ball. Right. And I think that's something that I'm I'm grateful for. I'm really thankful for this year is is just being a, being more comfortable just saying, all right, let me just figure this out. If I get it wrong, somebody will tell me, but I'm going to just I'm going to attack it head on, head first, gather what information I can and make the best decisions with what I know. And yeah. I think... There's a confidence now that I have that I didn't have a year ago or two or two years ago when we first started the pod. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, Mandy. You're going to have to lead the way. (laughs) And now I'm at a place where, you know, 
from the podcast to the marathon, the amount of the outpouring of support and people that don't even really know me reaching out and saying like, oh, my God, like your podcast is doing so great. Like, how did you guys how did you guys do this? How did you make it happen? And and. A year ago, I would have been like, "Bitch, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. We we made it by with this by the skin of our teeth. We don't barely, barely. Like it's it's hard out here. But I think now I can answer and just say, "Yo, we've been really consistent. We've been re- we've been really trusting of each other. We've been really trusting of our team. We have an incredible team. Oh, I'm so grateful for I the was, team. I actually was gonna say like, that as as a creative, like what I've what I'm thankful for. And I actually just brought, I love you guys. I don't, I don't want to gas this hoe up too much up in there. We're going to gas her. Um, We're going to gas you, Jay. But no, I was, I was just out with a friend recently and I, I was like, I asked him if he still had his restaurant. Um, and he was like, no, I closed down my restaurant. I was like, really? He was like, yeah, people don't want to work anymore. He said, when I started, I had over... Not Kim Kardashian, people don't want to work hard. He did, he (laughs) did. He said, people just don't want to work anymore. He said, when I started uh, my restaurant, I had over 100 employees. Mm. And he said, when I I shut it down, I had 30. Wow. And he's just like... And 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 it stemmed from like, not only people not wanting to work many hours, but even just the level of customer service. And so I'm at dinner and and I'm telling him about the studio. And I was like, what's crazy is I feel like so blessed because... Jay treats this studio like it's hers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I I could have had half of what the studio is without Jay. Right. And then it's so it's funny because Kala, he's another engineer here. That motherfucker pick up every shift without knowing that it's Jay's shift. And I'd be like, <laughs> that nigga, that nigga wants all the hours. So we be having to tell Kala, like, hey Kala, Jay doing that one. Right. Um, and then Cam, Cam came right in and 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 sat we in and, him up too. and scooped right in after <laughs> Rob left us hanging. But uh I think just having having the team of people that that want to that believe in me yeah um that and believe in and, and trust me yeah. to to pay their salaries and <laughs> help keep money flowing through like i mean i i think that that's been something that has meant a lot to me so now between the studio see the thing is and horrible decisions yeah i literally have three different teams of people yeah um and it's just it's been amazing to just work with that many people and know that yeah. i'm helping them pay bills or or save or mm-hmm. you know because i ain't paying salaries i know hey when we asked real quick let me let me tell y'all real quick oh boy when we said rob was leaving and we needed people to come do you know how many dms people hit me talking about they wanted to leave their jobs yeah and so if, if beyonce I, if they, beyonce was not telling bro, y'all and break bro, your soul to no, leave your job and bitch, come they here they wanted that to leave their job and it was like i really am just trying to make like you know 70 to 80k if you can make what do y'all think i'm out what here we paying that we're making <laughs> What are we making Bro, for, to y'all? What are the numbers you think we make that we can afford thought, to pay several so people 70 and 80000 70 to $80,000? I said, y'all know we only show up to the studio once, if not twice a week. How much do y'all really think you can make working for See The Thing Is? I was just like, crazy. this ain't the job for you, player. No, 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 Surely no. Surely it's not. Um, but yeah, no, I, I found that to be uh, just great. And then, what, go, you got something to say, yeah, Jay? Yeah, I just, um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wanted to say that I am thankful to the both of you. Oh. Because you guys have introduced me into a new world. It's coming up on our one year anniversary oh working God, together. Oh my God, And literally, it was so funny because just the other day, y'all went to the Friendsgiving and, you know, Mandy put me on to, you know, help with the video work. And then I remember, you know, texting the both of you guys. And I was just like, 
you know, it felt so powerful being in that room. But as me, as somebody new in this field, I was just like, you know, do I ever have a shot at being that type of person in those room with and, and what I respond to you and you, you what, were like, what you, did I respond y'all were like you're in the room already you were in, you're the, room. in the room already it's just about networking and continue to building and literally I wouldn't have been in the room literally if it wasn't for y'all so oh, we you know you. I appreciate y'all you know we love you we're gonna, we gonna keep holding the door open for you and everybody else that's coming with you Always, always, always. Yeah, Yeah, and shout out uh, again to to Ashley and everyone. Yes. Um, That Friendsgiving was great. It really was. It really was. Shout out to Dear Young Queen and Fortune and Forks. Yes, them, them, them. But also, also, you talked about how the year's almost up. Yeah. Now, wanted to get into it. Yeah. Because I... And I think you maybe maybe touched on this last year. Yeah. But we're both kind of against starting New Year's resolutions. Yes. At the top of the year. So this is about time. the time yeah. where we start building those kind of New Year's resolutions and what we wanted. And yeah. bitch, I took your advice. Okay. Got them Nike Go leggings. Hey. Cause also y'all know I be on the ticker tacas and stuff. Yeah. And so there's a new 12 3 30 challenge. Okay. What does that mean? Um, so 12 3 30 challenge is 12 incline okay. at a three speed for 30 minutes. Okay. And so I'm doing it daily. And you said that they had this compression and Infinilock <laughs> technology. I'm telling you. Well, and I do like that I don't have to set my phone on the treadmill anymore. Because normally just I just it, set it in, in the pocket. pocket. Yeah, but when I put when I put my phone in the treadmill, my water bottle's also there, my keys. It's a lot. And so now, bitch, I got them in my pockets. Yes. So I did. I went to Nike.com and got my Nike Go leggings. Mm-hmm. I bought like three pairs because although we talked about showers last week, yes. I said, okay, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I have some clean ones because this challenge I have to do kind yeah. of daily. Yeah. So I'm going to do it for, and so when y'all are listening to this, um, it's going to be literally the day I get back from Thanksgiving. Okay. You and can so do 30 it's going to 30 I'll do, days I'll straight. Do it, I'll do it a couple days a week with you. You do it a couple days a week yeah, with me. So I'll come I'm with you. So so that's why I got three different leggings as well yeah. because I'm also going to be adding in yoga and bar. Oh. Only because y'all, this is a grown topic. I could tell y'all these hips. Yeah. And and legs and body is just not feeling the same anymore, <laughs> baby. I be getting up hurt, and you know I done partied all weekend. Oh my goodness! I'm like this body. I have to stretch. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just well. Really there excited. is a lot of stretch in these in these Nike Go leggings. What I will say is that for us curvy girls, especially the girls that is curvy on the bottom, baby. Yes, you my know, bottom bitch, heavy you babes. See these thighs. Yes, this bottom heavy babes with thighs and hips and and a little bit of belly because I got a little belly. I'm telling you, these leggings. Nah, Good. They have a good high waisted waistband without it, and it, it stays where it is without feeling like it's gonna just completely like your, like your stomach going roll your over. Body. It. It's not giving waist trainer. <laughs> I promise it's not. It's but it gives you enough support, right? Yeah. And I, like I told you during marathon training, it was really tough for me to find leggings that would stay put during the during my long runs with that. If I was sweating, some some of the leg some of the other leggings I have would just like roll down. And these Nike Go leggings do not move. So whether you're doing a hit workout, whether you're on the treadmill, if or you're on you're the stairmaster, if you're gonna do the twelve three thirty like Mandy, this Infinilock technology, it's so soft, it's so smooth, mm. and it and it's supportive. It's like a good compression on when your I legs. Told you, I got so me three of them things. Definitely get so, you a pair of these at Nike.com. Go well, get technically some Nike I should Go get leggings. five, huh? Well, no, I could wash. You them can wash between. three. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into our honest baby. Baby. And y'all, we switching it up this week. You know why? Because we are bringing TV tapes. Baby. We have not talked TV in a long time. We have not talked TV. Well, we have on Patreon. 
Why do we be doing that? Because it's I was intense. actually nervous about this. Because we wait so long. Do you not think we not only go, we gonna get to all no, of these? No, we gonna get to all of these. 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 Okay. And in order to do so, we yes. will go ahead and give you a motherfucking spoiler alert now. I will give you the spoiler alert as well as the spoiler trigger alert, warning. Spoiler alert, spoiler so alert. We have, a, we have a spoiler alert and a trigger warning uh, because one of these, um, well, actually, one of the shows uh, talks about cancer and losing mm-hmm. someone from cancer, and the other one is the domestic violence one. But I think it's only right that we start from Wakanda, bitch. I agree. Now, spoiler alert for everyone who hasn't watched it and plans on watching it very soon. I'm just going to wait for it to come on TV and watch it. Whenever. Well, you're going to cry a lot and see, that's if you're like, like me. And I heard it was like but three I hours long, But I cry for everything, right? so I can't. It's it's about two hours and 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> two hours and 40 minutes. They just give me three hours. I mean, it's two hours and 40 minutes. If you're at home, then you're, you're going to skip. You're not going to wait. You're not going to sit through all the credits, bitch. You're going to turn it oh, off. Okay. So it's like two and a half hours, give or take. But you got to stay, you know, till the end. It's a Marvel movie, so that at the very end, they have a little, yes. you know. Um, the little the little tidbit for what's to come. Um, but What were your thoughts on it? I had a I had a few thoughts. Um, okay. I for one that it made like three hundred and thirty million dollars in, yes. in the first weekend, and of course you know my fiance and I went first day, went at a matinee, <laughs> bright and early in the, during the day to catch that to catch that good IMAX daytime price. Um, and it was and and I I mean they did a, a stunning job doing this tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Um, and That's really, great. and really, but and and they did it tastefully. There were a lot of elements. I mean, the scene opens up. Spoiler alert: the movie opens up with them preparing for the funeral, the home going, essentially funeral service for wow. Chadwick. And they and they do say they do acknowledge, like in the film, that he had a disease. And so Shruti, the his sister in the film, Letitia Wright, the actress Letitia Wright. Um, wow. She she is really upset because she felt like she could save him in the movie. So she, the, the the character, her character as a little sister who has all of the technologically advanced things is upset because he passed away from something that she, that she, had she known that she would have had the time to like do the proper research and right. get the, the proper science to cure him. Um, which of course adds to the, the element of sadness that when 100%. you're watching the film, because I think that's how we all felt once we knew that, once we knew how he passed, we all kind of felt bad that we didn't, we didn't we didn't we didn't really celebrate and give him his his flowers as properly as we would have liked to knowing what he was going through. Um, but it was a beautiful ode to him. And then, you know, there's a lot of threads on Twitter and I'm, I don't I'm not going to dig too deep into it because I would it is a conversation I would like to have with somebody from the Latin Latin X or Hispanic community around um the, I did hear there was some light skins in there. The representation of it was it was very like Mesotomian Mayan Mayan and Mexican Mesopotamic. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you, Jay. Mesopotamic um, era uh, characters in there, which I thought was they the incorporation of that part of history was really great. Okay, Um, but (laughs) your face, the butt, the butt for me was like on your face for the last. 15 seconds. <laughs> the only thing I did not appreciate was the fact that these two indigenous groups, the Mayan, the, these Mayan, uh, these Mayan, this Mayan tribe that lived underwater and that, uh, that who apparently went to the, like went into the water and did that to escape the Spanish colonization that was taking place in Mexico. Oh, wow. There's a lot of historical things that, that we don't really, we are not taught, unfortunately, about 
the Mesopotamic time period and the era and how indigenous the Mayan people were prior to right prior to Spanish colonization. And so, and so that, they weren't in Wakanda. So there was there they weren't that the whole movie wasn't in Wakanda. Oh. No. So the, the the plot around this is they're trying they want but the rest of the world the United Nations and this is typical American shit. This is this is the realistic part of the film. All of these nations want vibranium. They want access to the vibranium that only okay. exists in Wakanda. There's a young scientist in the film, a young black girl, who I love. I love that they made her a young black girl who's a student, a brilliant student at MIT. And she engineered and, and designed the, uh, the mechanics of a, of a vibranium detector and a drill. And so she designed one for the U.S. government and they were using it in the ocean. And they, they found vibranium in the ocean. And essentially, they were mining, and they and they disturbed the this tribe of Mayan people that were living under the water. Wow! That were that that had access to a, a incredibly incredible underwater well of vibranium. So, what ends up happening is Namor, who is the 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 villain in this film, we're gonna we'll call him. He's the villain because he's anti Wakanda for a little bit there. Um. He is basically, and he's he's an incredible villain in Marvel comic history. If you do your research on the origin of his character, he's incredible. Um, but his name Namor is basically he was given that name No Amor, like no love, because he was he like literally his he destroyed people, destroyed the the Spanish colonizers, and then went oh, back shit. into the water, took as many people as he could to save to bring into the water. Um, so he he ends up you know going to. Wakanda and and asking for help fighting against everybody that's drilling for this this resource right? right and basically threatens Wakanda and says if you tell anybody that we exist then we'll just we'll just we'll destroy what, what you was, what was your beef with them my beef was that that throughout the film rather than rather than the conversations be about how to protect one another they were fighting each other about who was going to save all the white people that were in the rest of the world that didn't have any fucking vibranium. <laughs> so it's like you oh, got wait, one. Seriously? Well, yeah, that was the that was they were beefing. Wakanda and 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 this this like Mesopotamic tribe were beefing for most of the movie. Over just trying not over to give trying the rest not of the world. to give the rest of these fucking rest of these people in the world vibranium. So that was the part for me that I was like, I wish that there would have been that the the actual beef would have been more around all of the rest of the world trying to like, take it like and, they, and they were allies, right? Together, they should have been um, allies. And so, okay. as, and so that was, that was really my only gripe. Um, but I also love the fact that, you know, in a, in a Marvel movie that is, that is, we you get to watch all of this, however, fanta- however fantasy based it that. is watching all of these beautiful black bald women who are now who are now the centerpiece of this story because now the Black Panther is gone. Um, well, Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther is gone. Um, the Black Panther, there is a Black Panther that returns in the movie, which you have to watch to see. Um, to watch them now be the focal point of this story and them be the heroines of this story was really incredible to see. And even the fat, like the 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 shout out to Ruth Carter, who's the costume designer. She did a fantastic job with the costumes, even like. The, the modern day costumes, the fighting uniforms, all of it was just was incredible. And so I think you got me wanting to see it. It's it's worth it's it. worth going to see. But I love the fact that they also did shine a light on some some indigenous brown history 
that and and even like even down to like their their hieroglyphs and some of their tribal artworks and colors and language I thought that was really dope because we haven't seen any of that right. in in anything Marvel. So I thought that I thought I thought creating a space for them to exist in whatever capacity I thought was really dope. Um, and so it's 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 definitely worth seeing. All right. Well, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna yeah. check it out. The other uh, shows we're gonna talk about are on streaming, so yes. y'all can just watch these in the comfort of your homes. That's right. Which one did you want to go to next, girl? Since we crying. Since we crying. Since we crying. You want to do uh. From scratch. Let's talk about from scratch. So another spoiler alert. Um, from scratch, I binged. I did not. So I binged and watched. I tried all- to skip through some, Bro, and I was like, I watched. I can't. I watched two episodes <laughs> no. while I was in Colombia, mm-hmm. and then, mind you, I watched it simultaneously. So when I watch new shows, I look at the hashtag on Twitter. Yeah. I told y'all I really live on Twitter for everything. Mm-hmm. So I searched the hashtag to see if it's a movie I should even watch. Right. And all I kept seeing was how everybody was crying. <laughs> so uh, my friend was on his way to Columbia. So I was like, let me not be boo crying right. mess right. before this motherfucker get here. So I stopped watching it. But when I returned home, I binged the rest of the eight episodes. Okay. Um, or seven. There's 10 episodes total. And baby, mm. from episode five on, mm-hmm. so halfway through, yeah. crying. Just crying. So the the premise of this, which spoiler, I, we're well, gonna spoil well, some this, of this. this is, yeah, this I was is, crying like a baby. You, were you crying like I a baby was too? Like a baby. Oh, so you pussy? Yeah. So we both pussy. Yeah, it's giving pussy. I mean, I got one, but I was pussy bitch. I, mean, I was I crying. Cry, I cry through everything. So I'm. Well, this and I think it's even more. Anything becomes more touching when you know it's based off of a true story, right? Mm-hmm. So this is based off of a book. Yeah. Um and. Basically, it's a love story. Mm. So it's literally a romantic love story um, that shares this woman who goes to Sicily for a summer to study art. And she ends up meeting this guy. They fall in love. Um, About a year and a half later, they give up on the long distance relationship and he moves to L.A. Mm -hmm. But he's a chef. So he moves his from his home in Sicily to L.A., can't really get work. And so in those first four episodes, you just see the growing pains of their relationship. Um, it's also an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. So you see the, 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 the stress between the black family and the Sicilian family mm-hmm. and the Sicilian family has disowned him now because he left his farm. He also left his, his country uh-huh. to move and be with this black woman. And so mm-hmm. you see the ups and downs and, um, he, he starts feeling unwell and comes to find out he has cancer. Um, and it's just crazy because he ends up beating cancer. They adopt a child and it's it's just a beautiful thing. And they have this 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 life of about seven years before something else comes back. And so mm. literally you start seeing him just like, decline. Just decline. And it it's 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 really interesting because even the way we talked about um the Dahmer uh, docu docu series. Mm-hmm. This is based off of a, a a true life story, and so it was interesting seeing people say kind of the same thing. Like, well, I wonder what their daughter feels like now, viewing their her parents' love life being displayed in this way. Right. Um, my partner was also sick at the time, mm. and so. Oh my god! When I tell you, so the added stress, oh you're like, oh my, my god, god, we have to go get you tested for I, everything. For, I was so like <laughs> turns you into a hypochondriac well, for 15 well, minutes. Well, not even a hypochondriac, but watching watching 
films like that 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 go deep into what love means, mm-hmm. right? It it really got me thinking about how much I I care for my partner and how much I care for my friends, and I think it really took more of a beating to me because my best friend did beat cancer, yeah, and she still has to go and every, get checked out all the time, all the time. Yeah. And there's new medication and there's new things. And even though she beat breast cancer, now she's at higher odds for ovarian cancer. Mm. And like watching this show had me in between the love of my friend who beat cancer and then just the love of my partner. And like, would I be here for, well, and I was here for, for my friend, but you know, losing a partner like that, I just literally couldn't imagine. Mm. Like, and I know anyone listening who's like, lost a partner from either illness or, or something sudden like a car accident or the shootings. We've been talking about all of these shootings with the, the hip hop artists watching that film. I was just like, Oh, like yeah. I, I, I couldn't imagine it is, it is absolutely a, a must watch. Um, also y'all got to stop being so mad about everything. Niggas was mad as always Aldana for playing this woman. And, I'm just really annoyed with everyone bringing in. I, it's weird because we talk about separating the art from the art, uh, the art. Wait, wait, the person from the art all uh-huh. the time. And clearly she's said some things that weren't too great, but also she doesn't identify as black, but all she does is play these black roles. And I think that that's a, another thing where people are just like, why does she keep playing these roles if she doesn't identify as such? And it's just, it's really strange. It's really, really strange. I think I was talking to you about this mm-hmm. too. And you were like, uh, what's crazy is, don't nobody ever bring up Tessa Thompson. Nobody talks and about no Tessa one, Thompson. And no one is mad that she plays. Tessa Thompson is, plays a plays in a, in a movie called Passing about being a light-skinned black woman <laughs> that could pass for a white woman. And she is. And she is of Latin heritage. <laughs> And black. She is Afro-Latina. She's Panama- Panamanian or something, right? Yes. Which, yeah. I mean, it's essentially is, is Latin. I guess that's, is that count? Jay, is that count as Latinx? Yes. In Panama? Yes. So yeah. she's Latinx and black. She's Afro-Latina. And she was playing a black girl pass, a black that could pass yeah. as a white woman. Like, and, and no one gets mad at any roles that Tessa, Tessa plays. I, I also think you can't, someone not identifying as something based on their cultural heritage and their upbringing does not speak to them being anti. So Zoe Saldana being an Afro-Latina woman and and identifying as Dominican because she right. grew up in a Dominican household where Spanish is her first language. Right. That's not anti that's not anti-black. However, we have seen a lot of conversations around Dominicans in particular being anti-black. I don't think that's the case in this specific scenario. But also I'm not I, I also know of people that have played other characters yeah. that have gotten a lot of slack for playing those characters because they did not look a certain way. Well, no. And, and we, well, while J-Lo got no slack for playing a white Italian woman, the Mexican... She definitely has played a white Italian no, she woman did. several times. She did, but, but... She played a white woman in Made in Manhattan. No, but that's what I'm saying. Right? She, she played a white woman in... She didn't get slack in, for that at all. She but played she, a white woman and then and then had two other white people with bad Italian accents playing her cousin, her, her a family friend... She did uh, and get a, slack, and a dad though, for, as a Puerto uh, Rican for playing Selena. The Mexican community was really upset when she played for when she played Selena. Yeah, I don't think they were mad at her, though. They were mad at the family allowed it to happen. Because she was Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying that, that wasn't a thing against her. That was a, that were, They were upset that Hollywood well, and... She Puerto Rican. Yeah, but Selena's family okay it. You know she what I'm saying? Puerto Rican. So, in that, in that regard, it's like, you know, Hollywood didn't care. They were upset because 
Selena's family, Selena's family, the estate granted permission for this Puerto Rican girl to play their daughter. So it was yeah. kind of like, mm, y'all tried it. I do, I do want to go from uh, one uh, passion movie to a to another. It's a documentary. Yeah. Uh, called Killer Sally. Um, trigger Ooh, warning here because trigger this warning, is, trigger warning, trigger this warning. Is, it's giving snapped. Yeah. Um. However, I ain't gonna hold you. Talk to me. I ain't gonna hold you. Zero empathy for her. Wow. I know. I think she was a liar. What? So, in the first, you saw it, right? I oh, watched so the whole scene. Okay, we me too. Argue. So then uh, let's argue. Okay. So the first two episodes. So backstory here. Um, this is a a bodybuilding couple. Yes. A white woman and a black man. Yes. Um, and pretty much you hear about their tumultuous relationship. Um, she's former Marine, leaves the leaves the military, ends up doing some OnlyFans type shit where she's wrestling men for money. Um, she is the breadwinner of, of the house. Yep. She has two kids outside of this relationship, but pretty much an eight-year marriage mm-hmm. um, ends with her taking a shotgun and shooting this man twice. One, once in the torso, another to his face. Um, he ends up dying, and she then goes to trial and gets sentenced to where she served 25 years. She got sentenced to second degree murder. Second degree murder um, and served 25 years in prison. Mm-hmm. The documentary literally takes you all the way to when she leaves out of jail and gets back into society. Um, also, her two young kids who are now adults are also a part of this documentary sharing their accounts of of the relationship, the night. Yeah. Now, let me tell you why I don't feel bad for the woman. So... Despite the fact that they were clearly in a domestic violence relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, we've talked about domestic violence a lot, I think, mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks. We have. So in hearing the accounts of her, um, I understand battered woman syndrome, which they bring up in the trial as mm-hmm. well. I understand women not being able to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when the accounts started coming in from the adult friends around, when the forensics really was was put down into how this shooting took place. And for me to know that it happened on Valentine's Day while he decided to spend it with another woman that she was well aware of, to me, she this was a crime of if I can't have you, nobody can have you. I don't think it was a, I thought he was going to kill me for choking me. I think they both hit on each other. I think they both beat the fuck out of each other. Mm-hmm. But knowing that he spent Valentine's Day with another woman and he had been telling all these friends that he wanted to leave her and he wasn't happy with her. And she knew because she clearly stated this even in the even in the the whatchamacallits, she killed him because she knew he she was about to lose him and she loved that man. And she says that. She loved him so much, the hitting, she she felt like that's what love was. And she literally didn't want this man talking to anyone else. She beat another woman up just for speaking to him at a at a at a competition. And so to me, hearing the forensics, first off, she lied to. He was down. She went back, reloaded the shotgun, and shot him in the face. Mm-hmm. She intended intended to kill this man. I and agree. I think, and I think that she killed him off the premise of he was going to leave her ass to be with Marion. And Marianne, y'all get to meet too. And that's what it was. And so I didn't feel bad for her. And hearing how much 
the kids also felt like you didn't have us in mind when you did this. Because also, if you had us in mind, you would have left him when you knew he was beating us. That's not, that's, that's, I don't and, think that's true. That's batter woman syndrome. Batter women don't leave. Okay, Better but even leave. from the not leaving, I'm so, talking about her shooting him. So the only the only thing I will agree with from your accounting of this doc is the fact that the second My the second shot of this doc. Well, because the second shot the second shot was was what sealed the deal, and I think what I well, think, no 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 autopsy reports say that he bled out from that first shot. That first shot is what he died from. But she didn't have to right. But what I'm saying to you is she didn't intend to kill him with the first shot. She the second shot in the face she in the, in, in the face was where it he changed. was laying down. But I also think that's where it changed. So I I don't think I think in the moment because and I'll tell you why. Number 1 the kids accounting of it to me was very accurate because I know children that come from battered of homes. Course. Their stories around being absolutely terrified of their father, but still loving, were. but still loving him at the same time, and them not wanting to leave. Yep, it's really it's different when that was interesting to me too because they kept calling him his dad. They dad. kept saying that that was their dad. Yeah, when when you hear the kids crying in the nine one one, um, in the nine in the back of the nine one one when she's on the right. phone with the dispatcher, they're crying and they're not a. The difference is. And the reason I say that that this was this was a telltale thing for me with the kids, when both parents are equally as abusive, mm. the children are afraid of both parents. Yeah, that's valid. There was never a moment where this woman had this gun where these kids were afraid of her. Well, no, so, well, and that's the thing too. The son even says, "My mom was aggressive. She was aggressive. Like, she she was beating she people up, and she might have been." The other thing is, they didn't talk to any of her friends. They were all they his had friends. One. No, they had the one friend on there. Her, she had one friend. Everybody else that they interviewed were his friends. But you know why? She had one friend, and that one friend, Peggy, admitted to being the only friend that even knew she was abused. But that's the thing. I know, but maybe yeah, but we, we, talk, we know people that are abused, and they don't but, tell but, anybody. But, but Peggy also said she didn't have any other friends. Okay, so, but her but, not having any friends doesn't mean that she's more of an abuser. Most I, of the, I, I did not say that. No, but I I'm, said he. she killed him. Because she didn't want him being with nobody else. I don't. That's, that, I, I'm not saying that she wasn't an abuser I or think, was less of. I, I think, didn't say that. I think the Valentine's Day was the straw that broke the camel's back, and she decided she wanted to leave. And the only way she felt like she could leave was if he was afraid of her, and that's why she shot him the first time. I think once she shot him the first time, and she realized he might not, that that might not actually stop him. She, in her mind, in that moment, decided in that moment. That that the only way to stop him from coming after her was gonna be for her to kill and him. And so that's why and I so say I she deserves. She deserves one hundred percent. So I think the intention changed. I think her, the first shot. I don't. I don't. I. I don't think. I. I don't think she had the intent to kill initially. I think the intent was was to put him down initially, and then it turned into something else. So I don't know if that means that that's. I don't know if that, I guess that's the same charge. I don't know enough about the law. And the, the semantics of that to know if that's the same charge. But given the accounting and then even when she called 911 on herself, she genuinely thought she was defending herself. She didn't even in her in her testimony to to the, the cops. She didn't call a lawyer. She wasn't in there crying and boohooing, trying to make anybody feel sorry for her. And they, she was and they in used shock that against her. I know they used it against her. But what I'm saying is there was nothing about her, even even her telling the story now where she didn't it, it she felt bad about doing it but she was also visibly angry and sometimes you don't move you don't really 
you don't you don't snap out of that abusive shit until you get angry enough. Re- so I don't I really just don't doc, think I, I think y'all should watch it. It's brilliant. I, I would I it's would brilliant. love I would love it's brilliant. to hear I felt, y'all's I felt bad. I felt bad I didn't for, feel her bad kids. for her kids. Oh, for her kids a little bit. I felt bad for her kids, but I did yeah. feel bad for her because she didn't know how to properly love and and show up in a relationship. None of these people that were friends with everyone, everyone blamed her for the for the status of the relationship, which I also hated. Every single one of them was like, well, she knew he didn't really love her. So all of y'all knew. So all of y'all knew. And yeah, y'all, I didn't and y'all, like that and y'all let that continue, number one. Number two. And I didn't the like other, the one friend claimed he never saw them get verbal. I mean, get abusive. But he said but they the, would get loud and then he would leave because he didn't want no parts. Well, you knew the, what was going but on. But the other, the other reason why I don't think it was premeditated prior to the first shot is because the one friend came to the house and she asked him not to leave yeah and she said please don't leave he's coming back he'll be back soon please don't leave so she knew he was going to come home because she was probably blowing him up or whatever and they were going to get into an argument because she was already upset yeah but she wanted the friend there so and may and i think it was the same friend that that said same friend yep that said he had never really been present for and she was trying to keep him there so in my mind it was kind of like there's no way she was trying to purposely before he even gets home thinking about but when he got home they probably get into it he doesn't want to be in the relationship anymore she's hurt and angry that well, it is valentine's don't day don't want to be with you sis if on valentine's day he's out with another bitch so it just there was a lot of elements of that but to me i don't think she i don't think she intended to kill that man so after she shot him and she realized that ain't gonna work i'm gonna have to kill him and then it then it clicked after think, she'd already shot i him. think to me full full circle of it was the last episode of this doc yeah um, the kids sat and talked. Um, they made me just sad. A, but where they're at now, like... They both could, joined the military. Well, not only did they both join the military, they both were in abusive relationships. Yeah. So the daughter talks about how she was in a three-year relationship uh, that was physically abusive. And then the son, clearly... And I saw something was wrong with him from mm-hmm. the beginning. He's been in AA for, for drug and alcohol, and alcohol abuse. But he, he doesn't say it, but he says it. How he was a bad man to his, his former his wife. His former wife, yeah. And it it just sucks because I think that that's what domestic violence does, especially it creates this element of yeah. belief that this is what love is, violence and and physical abuse and verbal abuse. And I think that that's where it's it's just important for that to not be on full display in front right. of the kids. And that it was very evident that they had saw like you even see on trial. They're like, well, how did you know your mom was getting choked? And she had to say on the stand, well, I know the sound my mom makes when she's getting choked because it happened been, all the time. It happened all the time. Like stuff like Ooh. that was really, really, really hard to see. It was intense. See. It was very intense. And but then it's to a- see like how it how it has affected them into their adulthood. Yeah. We talked about it last week, like how growing up and it's you don't and you don't shed that. There, there's a lot of things that are not shed from your childhood into Mm-mm. your adulthood. Mm-mm. And if anything, I think that that's the biggest takeaway for for parents where maybe you right. can't you can't be perfect but Oof. there's ways in which you know will have long-term effects yeah and being in a domestic uh, a, a domestic abuse relation relationship whether it's verbal emotional yeah. physical that is all where you think kids are naive and don't know all of that is written right on the wall for them yeah and they know when you're sad they know when something they read is body not right. language they yeah. read they can tell the Absolutely. sound of your voice they can I mean, and and they know when mommy is sad. They, yeah. Like it's it's there, it's and, rough. It's, and it's written on the wall. So absolutely rough. Yeah, but yeah, definitely check it out on Netflix. Killer Sally. Um, 
It's a it's a good story because I think it's good. And it's it's a short I, watch. It like is a short watch. And I do like that they that the the producers did not. They really didn't victimize her, but they also didn't paint her out to be this monster either. What also did not help because... Oh, people were mad at the end when she got remarried. I was reading the hashtag. People were upset that they turned it into a happy, happily ever after story. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. The, the kids the kids having the, the living, kids, leading yeah. the lives that they led, though, let you know it was not... It's not really happy. It's not happy. all happy. You're it's right. not really happy. But also, the, 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 the son said he hadn't talked to his mother in years. He yeah. stopped going to see her 15 years ago or 10 years ago. Yeah. So it's like, there's still some... There's still things the that need that to be patched up. The fact that he didn't even show up. up for the doc when the daughter did. Yeah. He, he ain't show up. He said, y'all can interview me in my kitchen. Yeah. And this is where I will stay. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a that little was sad. sad. That was sad. Um, You're right. So I don't think it was that happy. But um, I do think Netflix has done a good job of telling, of storytelling in a way that, that gives you a very non-biased, like an unbiased view of... Their docs are really good. Their docs have been really great. Yeah. So kudos yeah, to y'all right. Netflix. Kudos to Netflix. Y'all doing the damn started, thing. And I just started, I'll bring, uh, I'll bring my conversation maybe next month because yeah. it's going to take me a while. But eighteen ninety nine. It's a oh. it's a new show about a lost ship. It's like some sci-fi thriller shit. About a lost ship, oh, huh? Oh, yeah. Don't Is do it this. talking about the Titanic? It's not the Titanic, bitch. Because that's the night, 1912, and we I can know. talk about that. I know, mm-hmm. but no, it was 1899. But it's also yep. like spiritual. Oh. It's not even spiritual. It's like some witchy, some satanic supernatural. shit. Yeah, supernatural for sure. That's the word. There we go. Supernatural. There we okay, go. We got to get into <laughs> it. I do want us to get into it. I do want us to get into Don't Worry Darling, but I do want I want to do a deep dive. Okay, we might have to do a deep dive We're going to have to do a deep dive Maybe later on, on Patreon. Patreon because yes, for those of good. y'all that have not seen Don't Worry Darling That's, yeah, we gotta with get Harry into that. Styles and Florence, I guess it's Pew, Poe, Poe, Pow. Her name is not Pube. Pew. Pew. Oh, like I thought P-G-H. you said pugh. No, <laughs> Florence Pugh, like oh, P-U-G-H. Okay. Or P-O, I don't know how to say her Poo. last name. Florence. Poe. I guess Poe. so. But, um, and Olivia Wilde. Pugh. It's a, it's Pugh. Pugh. It is Pugh, right? Um, Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, and Olivia Wilde. Watch um, it. Y'all gotta watch it. Y'all gotta so watch it. it. Y'all gotta watch it. And Chris Pine. Chris Pine is Chris Pine is is very good looking for for an older. I white watched man. that whole movie. I don't know who you're thinking is. Good he's looking. the guy that played. Well, he's the guy that plays the boss, Harry Styles' boss. He's the main guy. Oh, he's also okay. in Star Trek. Okay, okay. He's got a little. I know he looked familiar. Yeah, I know he looked um, familiar. Chris Pine. So yeah, it's it's definitely a worthy what else watch. Did he played on. He played on something. Star else. Trek. I don't know him from Star Trek. He I'm was in Star Trek. Now. He was also in Wonder Woman. He played. Uh, oh yeah, he is a handsome guy. I Star Trek, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, the, the Contractor, the Contractor. That oh, was Wonder a good Woman. movie too. Oh, on, and the on Princess Amazon. Diaries. Yes. Okay, so the uh, I might know him from Wonder Woman. Then. Yeah, he plays he plays Wonder Woman's um, love interest in the first one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, y'all gotta watch it. It's it's another. It's supernatural. It's a mind fuck. Yeah, it's a sci- it's a little bit of a sci fi fi- sci fi mind fuck kind of movie. But it's definitely um there is some some un- some it's giving Black Mirror. So, yeah, it is giving Black Mirror, and there's some good nuanced issues that I, I that I think are really prominent and relevant in in relationships today that I think we can we can dissect. Maybe we can yeah we'll decide we'll if, have to do it as a Patreon. We'll, we'll decide if we do we'll it as a Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, but, we'll do it oh, as a Patreon. Um yes. So if you guys know the World Cup is going on, this can relate to TV too. Ooh. If you want to check it out, there's a document. There's a document series on netflix right now called um it's called fever uncovered and basically in 2015 um all of the fever executives for um for football for soccer for americans they all were arrested for bribery charges not surprising at all basically they were bribing each other to basically have the world cup 
played in their cities and um in their countries mm. and it was brought up in the documentary that there were two years that uh, particularly that they uncovered that bribes were paid mm. allegedly because in I'm, order to bring those games right. to those countries wow. I'm, I'm, I'm being loosely because ironically it's for the same world cup that is happening right now in qatar and that was one of the World Cups currently <laughs> wow. in the documentary that they basically paid to have bring the World Cup to them. So I thought that was interesting, being that this documentary was from 2015 for the because they do it in they do it in advance. Like oh yeah, they plan this they bid, the same way like yeah, All Star All exactly. weekends. You bid they know in advance. like four four years ahead. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And so it just so happens that this is actually the year of that you know of that bribe that they got placed the bid they got they won the bid for qatar they won it over the wow. u.s wow. which was like one of the that's why it was such I mean, a big I'm thing surprised. i'm not surprised it I won love, over the u.s the u.s I was love, definitely not gonna spend the, the, the amount of money for that no no no. here's the thing gambles. the u.s were the favors to win the bid this was oh. supposed this was supposed to be a this big a year this was going to be the not, year where yeah. we were going to basically um do it in canada america and south america for the whole for the whole thing because we're in right but i knew they yeah but i knew they weren't we not, but we but they but here's the thing they were actually the favorites and then Qatar yeah. bought they basically allegedly I don't want the government I've been to Qatar but I and I was just talking to my friends about that this weekend Qatar, too Qatar like, got a different it's a different type of money and in actually we're we're sounding very American it's actually Qatar mm. let me well, put y'all Qatar it is Qatar Qatar like Qatar it's actually more Qatar not Qatar at all it's Qatar oh. yeah I learned that when I was over there mm-hmm. oh, okay. back in my day mm, well. <laughs> well, back in my back day. Back in my day. Yeah. Time to get a little toxic, baby. Mm. Even though someone did talk shit about us, they were like, you're, you're not really you're not toxic. Really toxic. I was like, are you sure you're not a patron, are you? <laughs> oh, yeah, we get toxic on there. We be talking shit. But we can't tell them that because they don't get clips yet, so they don't believe us. Well, they have to fucking pay to believe us. That's all it is. Um, so I wanted to to go back uh mm-hmm. to Quinta's conversation that she recently had yes. with Oprah. Mm-hmm. Um and for those of y'all who do not know Quinta, y'all, uh Quinta is the creator Quinta Brunson. Um of yes, Quinta Brunson is the creator of Abbott Elementary, which I absolutely love. Adore. And if y'all were back on Twitter, at the same time as me, Black Twitter, she did the Oh, you got money. Yeah. Um, back in that meme. And she spoke, and, and I I find this to be just a really interesting clip. Yes. And I would love to, I'm gonna share it with you guys. And then we're gonna get into talking about, especially us being, I hate the term, but modern day woman. Yep. Um, and finding a man that is going to allow us to be us. Mm. Um, and so here's the clip. One moment. Got started over because I played it. There we go. To be 100% fully me requires a lot of stuff that a lot of men do not have time for. Yeah. They even have thought they did in the past, but then realize there's no dimming me. Mm. Yep. And, uh, well, that's the word. No dimming. There's just none. I'm sorry. I can't have it. Have it. <laughs> and, and my husband is, that's what I mean by him being the biggest support that there is no need to dim me at all and that allows me to love him fully and be Mm. the person that I want to be and am meant to be and I think I've talked to that about people before and I think a lot of people their minds automatically go to the most negative things like Mm. oh so you can cheat and it's like 
No, no one's even thinking. Nobody's had no that. No one's thinking about that. I, I want to be able to be myself, which you would be surprised is a a problem for a lot of people. Yeah, mm. I think it's so interesting that you use the word dimming. Yeah. Because you all who are watching, you know what we're talking about when you just had to be in a situation where you just had to take it down just yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. You have to just take it down. Right. Where you have to like not fully yes. be who you wanted who to you be wanted or to. say what you wanted to say or even go where you wanted to go right. or you know that's not, share what you wanted to share. So the to, dimming, that's a really right. key word. And the last place I would want to have to dim is at home. At home. Yeah. That's my sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I, I shall be, not be dimmed. I just won't. <laughs> and I won't have it. I'd just be single. And yeah. so I'm fortunate to find a partner who I still feel I can be. Keith, I said, look at Keith laughing because oh. I shall not. He knows. I shall. We shall not be dimmed. <laughs> we shall, we not shall not be dimmed. Be dimmed. And what I liked most about this clip is her saying that her being with someone that allowed her to be herself was mm. important. I mean, that's been something, you know, something in, in my relationship that meeting him in the pandemic, he feels like, I grew into someone different yeah. when it's not. We met at a time the where changed. the world changed. Yeah. The, the the world was one way. And when the world opened back up, I felt like he got to see more of me. Yeah. And I think that that became a little bit of a, of a learning um, curve, curve mm-hmm. for him to see who I am in my full self with all of my friends. Yeah. Always being with my friends, traveling the right. way I travel, being able to work, the doing way you love so to much work, work uh, mm-hmm. working as much as, as I work and, even going into rooms and being the loudest one there and saying hi to everyone mm-hmm. and meeting random friends and starting conversations with a stranger at the end of the bar and uh, things like that have been important for me that are accepting. Like, it's it's so crazy. I'll never forget it. Uh, I went to, oh, it was the JID concert. And uh, someone on his team back in the day used to try to talk to me. And he brought me there. And, of course, I run into... Someone that knew me from the podcast. And, um, oh, my God, there were so many people there. I think, was was Kaz there? You know I be knowing Dreamville, yep. motherfuckers. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm... Honorary I'm, member, to be yeah, honest. I'm, I'm an honorary Dreamville person. So, he brings me backstage, and I just know a lot of people. Right. And he literally brings me out of the room and is like, you know, I like, I brought you here to be on my arm. Like, I brought you here, like... You're talking like pretty much said I was talking too much, and then he brought me his eye candy, and that I should probably like chill. Yikes. Like he brought me out of the room and told me to like chill, and I said, "Wrong bitch." I looked at him to his face. <laughs> I said, "Oh, wrong bitch, <laughs> wrong bitch. You got me fucked up." Right. Like, first off, I'm nobody's arm candy, but I will also I'm not giving you pussy, so I don't need you to think that I'm your arm piece. But or even if talk- I'm giving you pussy, bro. Even if I'm giving you, you pussy, wouldn't have got pussy. You that wouldn't have night. got it after that. Not after that. So it's been important for me to to date people and to be around people mm-hmm. who are cool with knowing I'm going to talk to everybody at the table. Yeah, I'm not just going to sit there and be quiet. I'm going to inject myself into conversations. Yeah, I am fairly loud. Um, I say inappropriate jokes and I have a lot of friends and I know a lot of people. You do. And so you're a good time. And so I think like listening to this, the, the dimming of light, I find that to be the case with so many women though. Mm. Like they get with, they get with certain men and feel like they can't be their outgoing loud selves or they feel like yeah. maybe they have to dumb themselves down a bit Ooh. to be around certain partners 
And I think that to me, and I feel like I've said this before, I don't think you should ever be with someone where you feel like you have to code switch. Mm. Like, don't code switch with your partner. We have to do enough code switching yeah. in life as it's is. True. The idea that you're with a partner that won't accept you for who you are, then that nigga don't like you. Right. That that it's person that is not for you. It's, it's that literally simple. that simple. They just don't like you. How did how did you receive the the dimming of light and what Quinta said? Um, I think I have learned, and I remember in my twenties being told, um, that I was too loud, that my laugh was too loud, and not by not even by men that I was entertaining, but just by my by team members, by label people, by industry people that were like. You know, you just, it's its not, you don't have to be a tom, like, you don't have to be a tomboy. Like, you don't have to be, you can be a late, you know what I mean? You can be feminine, you can be soft, you can be ladylike. And I don't think that, I think the problem that, that the mo- quote unquote modern day woman has reached is that we've been taught to believe that in order for our, for our, for us to be seen and accepted in our fullness is to, is to, shun the things that make us women mm. in order to be strong in order to project a much stronger immovable force into the world and i i don't think that's true i think i i have i've softened a lot i think in the last maybe three or four years what, what does softening look like to you because that's the thing too like i i also don't want to pr- like conflate the fact that how i show up is any less feminine either? No, so but, what, I, so but what I, does softening but I, but look But that's like? why I think it's important to I when you ask what yeah. dimming to me means. When I think of someone's light, and I think of someone being like being a light and attracting that kind of attention, and and being whether it's positive or negative, I don't look at that as being loud. I don't look. I don't associate. Mm, I don't associate okay. light with like. It doesn't have to be fireworks. Okay. You can still be a bouquet of flowers and be and be quiet and still be light. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think, and I, so that's why I say it's different. Like to me, understanding the importance of time and place to me is is softening. It's knowing when I can still oh, yeah. be, okay, I can I still that, be, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you being loud and in that element, in that environment doesn't make you, doesn't make you brighter or less bright if you decide not to be that in that environment. I think right. every environment calls for a different, a different side of you. Yeah. And I think and I know as, how to do that. For and sure. as women, right. As yeah. women, I think, I think we have forgotten that that's what, that's where our power is. Our power lies in being in, in being so much light in all these different spaces with all these different kinds of people in all these different environments and and that and and wielding that in a way that doesn't that doesn't feel diminished ever. I think Quinta Brunson is a perfect example of that. She's funny. She's quirky. She's funny. She's, and she's now beautiful. She's, and she's now articulate. She's a, a, a whole like creator of a show. Like she's, right. She's that name. But in she's Hollywood, also which, the star which, of yeah, the show. She's the star. That's what I was going to so say. So she's the star, and she's the behind, and she's the star behind the yeah. scenes, which I think is is very similar to you, where you are front facing as a host of your shows but you're also a producer you oh, also yeah, produce nah. other shows as well yeah behind the scenes and you be you are the shit. wizard behind the curtain <laughs> so it's a lot of it's a lot of it's what other people might call code switching we just call duality because that's all it is you're yeah. able to you're able to maneuver in these different ways in a powerful way have and you I, ever have you ever dated a guy though that you felt was dimming of who you were or wanted you to be different than how you just felt like you were? I dated a guy that I that I realized was was in competition with me. Oh, and Jesus. I 
and I and I realized that even though he he was okay with me, I realized the only reason he was okay with me not dimming my light was because it 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 forced us to be in, in competition. That's not good though, right? It was horrible. To be in competition well, was, with your partner? It was horrible because then it, it felt like the only way that the only way he would appreciate my value was if his value was were is, is if he felt like his light was shining just as bright. Did you ever feel like he was proud of you? Yeah, I, th- I think he was proud of I think he was proud of me, but I think it still he would I didn't I didn't get the the vibe that he would have ever been able to really bask in Mm. my accomplishments the right way if he was not equally going to be at that place in his life at the same time which to me is competitive it's like because then it's because then it feels like it's not really about me then none of it is ever about me it's always going to be about how you relate to what i got going on and that to me is competitive then because you're only how do you how do you how do you change that that mindset to what if someone just wants the best for you and the best for them like is there not a way to look at the competitiveness as a good thing, he wants to be the best he can be and wants you to be the best you could be. Well, was was what made it not that? Because if he did not feel good about himself, he could not feel good about me. Oh, okay. And that's the bar. And that's the and that's yep. the bar. Okay. Right. So that's the difference. It's great to be in a relationship where people push yeah. you, right? Like if you iron sharpens iron. If I'm you know what I mean? I'm running a marathon. While I was training for the marathon, my fiance joined a gym because he was like I'm not going to be out there running with you guys. I'm not taking, I'm not training like that, but let me get myself in shape too, because it is important. Health is important. Having a routine is important. I see yeah. how disciplined you are and how much, how much better you feel. I'm going to try and do something. I'm going to try to apply some of that for me. I'm so proud of you. I feel like this might work for me too. That's a totally different thing than being yeah, like, right. Oh no, nah, this bitch not going to be better than me. She's not going to be stronger than me. She not. That's a totally so different attitude. A, a, a competitive partner probably would have, Joined you in the marathon to beat your time. Correct. <laughs> which is a to- which is right, not right, that's right, not right. a healthy competition at right. all. Right. No, you're right. But to me, and and now my partner and I are at a place where we one up each other with how we how we want to love on each other. I remember that being one of the first things I noticed early on in our relationship was like, well, nah, you're not going you're not going to beat me at buying you Christmas gifts. I'm I'm gonna buy you the best Christmas gifts. I was like, fuck out of here. I know how to. I'm the most thoughtful person. I've been writing things down all <laughs> nah, year. I'm the most like, thoughtful person. But the, but in my mind, and I just thought to myself, this is the kind of banter that should be celebrated in relationships where it's like the competition is how much better can we love show up other. and love each Ooh. other that's that's a competition i'll i'll sign up for every fucking day You're and right. we said yes to that competition every day oh talk so, your shit so i really i think that dimming your light um i think dimming your light really only looks like not feeling not feeling comfortable and safe and like like Quinta said in your home. Yeah. Because we got to battle everything else and we got to Yeah. we got to pad our approach with some people. Some people can take us in full and some people can't. I think when somebody can and I and I do I will say that recognizing who your partner is and how different they are and appreciating how different they are feels good like i don't i'm on 10 with some friends but i like i like that my partner is very mild-mannered at home because he keeps a peaceful home right so when i'm home then it's like there's no pressure or expectation for me to do anything or show up anyway or look anyway or there's no it's not nothing is performative we know because you be having your birkenstocks on girl the way (laughs) having them goddamn birkenstocks like i have my birkenstocks on my 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 bummy sweats on ashy ankles out and it's still just like babe you want meatloaf i'm gonna try to make meatloaf and i'm like great i'm gonna just sit here and you know watch which wait which pie is he making oh i'm making i'm making uh apple and sweet potato 
I love that. I, I need you to make a sweet potato. I got you. I got I apples to, for you. No, no, no. I want to. I want to. You want a sweet potato on set? Yeah, I want oh, a sweet, want potato. sweet potato. Yeah, I want oh. a sweet potato, bitch. I love that we're putting in orders. Three. It's crazy. Wait, I love y'all... that we're putting in orders the week of Thanksgiving. Y'all should have told me this oh, last my week. Bad, bitch. When bitch, I was at the store I yesterday, fresh, I will fresh direct them ingredients okay, fresh and drop them, them to off. me. I got you. Um, let me ask you: Did y'all see the TikTok where they had all the people bring um their culture dish to the friendsgiving? Oh no! And someone, someone had. The white person brought an apple pie. Yeah, that was not The Spanish good. person who had herpes all over her mouth. What the fuck? No, bro. <laughs> why are they even on TikTok? No, why were they even at the herpes. Friendsgiving? Did you see it, Jay? Yeah, it looked crazy. Did, yo, go, it was oh, crazy. Geez. So everyone d- got the screen grab and was like, ain't nobody going to be eating that Damn. enchilada. Like, what is on her not mouth? Not the monkeypox enchilada. Yeah, it was a monkeypox enchilada, for sure. But no, literally the the one woman that was white brought an apple pie. Like, that oh, was, shit. That's the white side. So you are giving a very bira- uh, biracial pie making mm-hmm. here with the... Uh, biracial sweet, with the pies. <laughs> <laughs> It, it is. is. It's given biracial pies. No, Apple and sweet potato. Yeah. It is. Wow. Got okay. to do with gala apples or Macintosh apples because they're very soft and they bake well. If you don't like mushy. Not, what is going on here? You, If you don't <laughs> like mushy apples and you like them a little tart, use Granny Smith. Otherwise, Macintosh apples are great. Gala apples are great. Um, I know there Fuji was all apples these, are great. I didn't know there was all these species of apples. Baby. Red I, delicious. I know. Red and green. <laughs> Golden delicious. Species? What are these species of apples? There's a lot of different apples. Well, they have different... I mean, the the, the crisp... There's like Have certain... you ever gone apple picking? Oh, yeah. That's what I want to do, but the season left. I'm so sad. It was but also I... hot as shit when it was apple. It was <laughs> hot as shit during apple season, but I want to so go pick some apples. So it was a little pointless during this time this year, but we can go next year. Absolutely. We can go up to uh, my mother's Girl, house. Girl, no. And I want to do it. do it as a date, bitch. So it's... I'm oh, trying okay. to be cute. I do everything. Maybe while... we should do a family... Um, Here we go. A family hayride? Yeah. So that we can yeah. just look like the fucking the black the, version of the Waltons. What are, what yes, are we exactly. doing? Exactly. <laughs> no. Um, we haven't done food for thought in a while. We have not. And we have two we have options. Good, we here. have a good one. We have uh, well, a couple good ones. No, well, there's two options. I don't want to do both. Cause baby, we trying we, to get up out of here. Yeah. Uh but mm. which one did you want to do? Did you want to do the friends uh nurturing mm. and destroying seeds? Or the no one wanting to be locked behind a door? Oh, I think we should talk about the friends nurturing seeds only because okay. we're talking about harvest seeds. We and are, all this shit. we it's are, great. we are. And for this one, um, there's an IG video mm-hmm. uh, to go uh, along with it. So it's how do your friends nurture or destroy a seed that is planted inside of you? Yeah, this kind of actually has something to do a little bit with the dimming of lights yes. too. So, and shout out to the first lady of my former church in LA, Miss Sarah Jakes Roberts. Love her. And here we go. I just signs a one. Oh shit! Like, Sorry. I don't Ooh. know. Ooh, I don't know what it, it went. It went to another reel. Y'all know, like when it just goes yes. to another reel. Yeah, it does that. It just be doing that. Here we go. When God assigns a woman to your life, she has access to this seed of what God is developing inside of you, and because she has access to that seed, she can either kill it or nurture it. And I feel like so many of us have been wounded by our friendships with women because they saw the seed and exploited it. They uprooted it. They didn't take care of it. But a woman who can nurture another woman's seed is one, not intimidated by the seed, but also sees it as an opportunity for her to grow as well. And um yeah, you guys have something very special. It, so it's interesting hearing that because I think that it, it leads to as well, like the women that we talk about that don't have women friends, mm-hmm. right? Um, to be fair, there were times even in my childhood 
where I felt betrayed by women. Yeah. Um, I remember I I I was really good friends with with this girl from middle school into high school, and I left I left Orlando and moved to Atlanta for like two semesters of high school and came back, and I was absolutely in love with this boy named Justin. Mm. Um, you couldn't tell me we weren't going to be married. Oh. Met him my freshman year. Uh, loved him to fucking death. Um, and moved to Atlanta when I came back. Um, found out that this friend, who had been my friend for, at that point, five years. Mm-hmm. And that's like, so sixth grade, I came, this was like 11th grade, that I found out, like, they had sex. Wow. And clearly this is why I be like, they be doing shit. Um, also, my other friend um, in middle school uh, allowed my ex-boyfriend to suck her titties behind the gym. What? So I've like been betrayed quite a lot in my early years by women with men. Yikes. Um, and then I think that that's just something that I that I viewed later on. Like mm. I just had friends around me that I saw would do shit like that to other women. And right. I would just be like, oh, nah, bro, not your friend. Um, mm. like very close, close. Uh, and I won't get too much into details because then I'll probably be telling uh, too much. But um, it's weird because I genuinely just feel like I, I mean, her using the seed analogy was was interesting. But I just genuinely feel like some people a don't know how to be good friends. Mm. Um, and then b we've talked about this on the pod. Sometimes we believe people are our friends and they're just not. Right. Um, I don't think that you should ever be friends with someone who you allow to uproot or destroy anything. Right. So whether it be a relationship, whether it be a job, yeah. um, those aren't friends to begin with. Right. Um, and so in in listening to this, unfortunately, you have friends that, that can be around for a good amount of time and end yeah. up fucking up. And I don't know. I think that's your decision whether to keep friendship there Mm -hmm. but i don't allow really anyone that much power like as soon as i Mm. see that i'm friends with someone where every time we go out it's an argument or we're not having like it's just always some sort of drama whether it be with a man Mm -hmm. whether it be about money and finances because i used to have a friend every time we go out she ordered the most and put the least down didn't didn't include tip did and always like bitch how are you ordering $80 $80 worth of food and putting down 56 Like, oh, what's going on? No. She just would never, like, it just wasn't right. making sense. Right. So there's, like, certain friends like that where allow, they can pick at whatever, the seed, and yeah. where they start taking it away from me, watering it. I'm going to try to keep with the same analogy. Right. Um, it's time to uproot that hoe and throw her away. But I don't know. It, it, what, what did you take from this? I mean, I I love the seed analogy is is spiritual. So I, we'll start really, there. Clearly, she's that's a pastor's like, wife, so it's I'm spiritual. Like, okay, what is this analogy? Um, it's a spiritual Give analogy. Uh, a metaphor. A, a spiritual. That, yeah, it's a, a spiritual metaphor. Like, but I mean, I think because I I don't I think the seed the seed imagery is perfect because it's fragile, right? And so there's a small window of time for you to plant a seed and nurture it properly in order for it to grow. It's a small window Ooh, of time. Look at you. You got so the metaphor. So if you don't, I'm I also, didn't get it. I'm also the bitch okay. that fills my house with plants. So you And your explore page is full of astrology shit. It's full so, of okay. astrology and plants. So here we are. Um, Doesn't seem like somebody that's getting married. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just giving single with a cat. But um, no shade to anybody who's single with a cat and plants. 
Or a cat, period. Damn. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. I said single I, with a cat. I'd be, be on and off single with a cat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and Bodie's also a different kind of cat. Bodie is Bodie he was is here. Bodie dog. was here. He was he was here before. It's giving trans I, cat. It's giving <laughs> <laughs> he transitioned into yeah, a cat. It's from giving, some, it's giving from cat. That it might, he, he he was like a disgruntled, a disgruntled <laughs> human being in another life. Um, but no, I really I think um, I think with friendships, the the hard part for women, right, is acknowledging that ultimately there are there are life altering shifts that take place that we don't we're not always emotionally equipped and ready for when they happen right so like for example you and i are when we are women in our 30s we yep. are we are not married and we have no children there's yep. a lot of women in our age bracket who are married with children yep not my friends but a yes. lot of those <laughs> but a lot of those people but a lot of that separates you from friends when those commonalities are not there mm. the friendship dynamics naturally shift You're right? right um you know, my my best friend is married with two children, right? And so that was my ace boom. We were outside. Right. Like when I say outside, I would call her and be like, outside. "Yo, I need you to we uh, like come meet me at such and such in thirty minutes. I'll call you a car. We going to Miami. Word right now? Yeah, we going to Miami right now. Okay, cool. I'll meet you at the airport. Like she was my ace boom. We outside. We going wherever I'm going. You going and it's it's gonna be a good time. Damn, I wish I met you earlier. And oh yeah, bitch, that was a good ass time. That <laughs> was a good ass time. So those are the days. Um. But yeah, it's true. I, I mean, and then when she when she got with her got with her partner, who's now her <laughs> husband, they moved in together. So that our friendship dynamic shifted then. Right. And then she they decided to have a baby, and our friendship dynamic shifted again. And then it was marriage, and then it was another baby. So it's like all of these life altering things, right? We're not always equipped for. And I I wish that as women, especially, we granted each other more grace. We granted mm. each other the grace that we grant some of these men who nine times out of ten are not deserving of it. Um, because I do think that there's, there's a lot to be said about knowing, even knowing a seed is planted, right? Like some, we, we always talk about friends that overshare. Yeah. We don't, we don't always talk about the things that don't get shared. Right. Mm. And the things in friendship that, that are, that are, and that ends up not really being communicated. So you may be stepping on soil that with, with seeds planted that you don't know are seeds. You may not know. Like I didn't even know Brittany wanted to be a mom. Mm, I didn't know that. Right. So when she got pregnant, I took it personal because I was like, well, bitch, we supposed to be, (laughs) we were going overseas. (laughs) We supposed to be be outside forever. We were going overseas. It was giving Thelma and Louise take Italy next. You know what I'm saying? And now you in your first trimester, we ain't going nowhere. Right. So I didn't even know she wanted to be a mom. So there were moments where I think as a friend, I probably didn't show up the way she wanted me to. Mm. But I also didn't know I was stepping on I was stepping on her per per curb garden. You right. know what I mean? And I think for friends, you know, that's when you really see who your friends are is when people not necessarily when they water. It's 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 number one, when you feel safe enough to let them know that you are that there is a seed being planted, whatever that seed is. Yeah. You're going after a job or you're trying to, you know, you're trying to trying to secure a promotion or, you know, you want to you want to upgrade your life. You want to, you know, decide to go. You want to get back in the you gym. You want to get back in the gym. You want to get married, whatever the whatever the, the, the prospect is for you. Making sure you're, you feel safe enough in that friendship to share that is number one. And number two. Once you share that, it's trusting that they're going to be the supportive people based on what you share. Right. And I think you don't really know what the you don't the friendship isn't really tested until someone 
knowingly has an opportunity to nurture something and they choose not to. Mm. I think that's the turning point of friendship. That's when you know they're not really your friends. When the moment arrives, when the moment arrives and you're like, all right, remember that seed I told you I planted? Now we got to water it. And your friend is like, my bad. I left my water. I left my water. I left my, my water jug, <laughs> you know, in the back of the car that's not parked anywhere near here. And you're like, okay, well, we could just go buy water. Oh, you know what? My I wallet my is wallet. at home. <laughs> and then you're just kind of like, all right, bro. So... You kind of knew this was coming. You kind of here for me, and you yeah. wasn't really here. You didn't show up. You didn't. You didn't meet me in in this moment, right? And I think, you know, people as we get older get to decide how significant those moments are. Yeah. But I think with those seeds, I think that's where, um, you know, especially with friendship and and with women and men, I think as we get older, the stakes get higher naturally because yeah. we're making more informed decisions. We're making we're making more intentional choices around what we want in our lives, and so. Being able to have people that are close to you in your close circle be dependable in those moments, and some and whether they agree with them or not, I think is is the is is sort of where you get to see you know the difference between the people that are meant to be meant to be with you for this next couple seasons or if their time is coming to an end. I know that's right. Because mm, we're not dimming lights for nobody over here. We, we not shall not dim. No we shall not dim. Well, I think it's about that time. I think it's about that time, too, for freshly squeezed. Yeah. Yeah, baby. That's right, baby. Uh, well, in the spirit of being thankful. Sorry. <laughs> I know. We, I mean, it was, it was an extra nuts. one. Oh, in the spirit of being thankful, we came up with a, a few different songs about being thankful. Yeah. Because I think that the, the, the reason for the season until until... Like this weekend ends. Y'all have until Cyber Monday because the next time that y'all see us in here, it's gonna be a lot of Christmas shit going on. Oh yeah, this is the last of I'm the fall. I'm letting y'all know. This, First off, we skipped this fall. fall. This right, this fall harvest season that was supposed to not be snow covered and wintry is that now. Even though we don't have snow, thank God. Are, can yet. we get snowflakes? Yeah, um, yeah. But do, can snowflakes hang from the tree or something? We can get like the spray snow. We're not spraying shit. On these, oh, I mean, it's like you can literally just—you can wipe it off. Yeah, you sure? Yeah, and, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. It's you just spray it and then you—it literally comes off with water. It's oh, just I like didn't a know spray that. snow. Okay, we can yeah, do that. It's cute. We can do that. Look, I, it looks um, like it looks like it's you know looks it, like nut. It's giving jizz. No, it's not giving jizz. It's not giving jizz. Because have you seen this spray snow before? <laughs> any of y'all? Yeah, I it's giving you was about jizz. That, ain't it? Else, but yeah, 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 yeah. She said, "Yeah, it's giving jizz." It's not giving. No, no, no. Oh, it's not giving I'm, jizz. No, no. I've, I've seen the spray on. I wasn't agreeing that it looks like jizz, uh-huh. but it it looks pretty. Well, yeah, it looks me on said it's giving jizz, but <laughs> <laughs> we did have these songs. Yes. Um, that we wanted to share that give thanks and where two of the songs have literally the word thank in the title. Yes. Um, I wanted to start one off because when I think of thanks, especially being here now uh, mm-hmm. in the holiday season. Yes. Um, and my mom being my mom. <laughs> uh, I want to play this song. And I'm like, why? Is Come it on happening? now. Oh, here we go. This oh, yeah. is giving thanks and appreciation. Yeah. Not me. That's why I didn't pop up, bitch. I typed in appreciated. Dear mama. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, it's still about being appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, it still is. Live that can take my mama's place. And I just called my mom. I talk to my mom all the time. Yeah. But being around the time of family even though I'm not gonna be with my mom yeah this was the song that I picked 
Especially, um, real quick too, shout out. I am not seeing my mom this holiday season. I'm actually going to my second family's, um, my second family. I call them my second family in Dallas. Um, And not coming because my sister is having her first Thanksgiving with her in-laws. Oh. she she got a promise ring. It ain't really an engagement ring, but she calls them her in-laws. So I don't know what's going on so there. So it's a promise, but of, they an, it's together. A promise of an a engagement? A promise of an engagement, I'm sure. All right. Um, And then my mama, because my mama is my mama, she said, girl, I'm getting that time and a half, holiday pay and everything else. So she is working on she Thanksgiving. She your mother. To make sure she if gets... Mandy, if we could make double... <laughs> What we made. If we could get time, time, and, time and, a half, and a half, we would work on Thanksgiving uh, too. No, so it's du- <laughs> I think it's just double time and and some. But she making a lot of money because it's holiday pay. Um, so she's working this Thanksgiving, especially since my younger sister is going to be uh, with her in laws, and I think that's in like Virginia or the Carolinas. Oh. So I was like, okay, so mm. we'll see if I make it down there for Christmas. But uh, my mom uh, is appreciated, yeah. and so I gave. Uh, I wanted to give thanks to her and. Of course, shout out to all the mamas out there. There's so many. Um, Talk to me. Well, this next one, you want to do Dido? Dido? Um, Dido. Is it Dido? It is Dido. And I want to know what happened to her because this song. This song was great. This song was fantastic. But also, um, she was such a great writer. And I know y'all remember the the sample that this that this song. She had like a good era, like well, a good run. She did this song. This sample was used... Ironically, funny like uh, Thames yeah. and Future. Yeah. Uh, this, this is where I know this for song Eminem. for Eminem. Stan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So this was the sample, but she, this was actually her song. This she wrote a song. Th- Thames song was mm-hmm. her song. Yeah. And they wow. sampled this beat. So this was this was Dido's song. Thank you. Wait, no, no. Not only the sample, they used. Oh yeah, the hook. Yeah. They used the hook and yeah, everything. Yeah. The morning rain clouds on my window. What's dope is she wrote she wrote this. Her this whole album was fire. This whole this whole album was fire. But this she this is a long ass verse. She be she be no, talking her shit. I thought she was gonna get to the damn chorus. That was the chorus that first nope. hook, right? No, it wasn't. No? No, this is the verse. So they didn't even they didn't even sample the chorus. They sampled the verse. Really? Yeah, this is the chorus coming up now. That's not so bad. Wait for it. Not this. Not this part. So bad. I think he used this too. Thank you. No, he did not. He didn't use that part? No, he did not. No, he did not. He did use that part in it too, no, he didn't did he? Not. No? No, he I'm didn't. I'm having to listen to that goddamn song. Because I know I don't know this song. I only know it from Eminem. Yeah, no. Um, Interesting. Well, because it sounds darker. They made it sound really dark on very much. the Eminem song. Very, and then that chorus much. comes in and it's bright. The chords are bright and it's just a pretty airy melody. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of thank you songs. What else there is there? Is. Boys to Men got a thank you song. Girl. Actually, hold on. They do. But before we get to Boys to Men, what you want to play? I'm, I'm that 90s girl, okay? Talk to you me. do not without going here. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Yo. I get it. I understand. This and is shout important. out to him for beefing with this wrestler randomly. <laughs> Why are this we is what I love to. This is what shout I out people who beef with wrestlers. It was Bow Wow. Bow Wow's beefing with... I know, I know. But why? Hey, y'all, you know this song? 
Jay, yes. y'all know the yeah, song, no. do you? Yes, I do. You yes, don't I know do. the song? Cam don't know the song? probably don't. Y'all, there yeah. is no me. Turn my back on y'all. I'll be there just like that. Signing autographs, giving debts to all my folks. I don't follow these dopes. Young as y'all bark with me. All you gotta do is hit me now. You would think it make the fellas sick, but they be right with them singing, not missing a lick. I used to love him. You couldn't you tell me about I wasn't gonna take my virginity, bitch. I was. He was all over all my walls. Was a very small I know, child he was. Next to me, he so was. No, he really was. But I loved him. He was like. No, he was great. He was my first concert that I went to. I love that. My mom drove me all the way to Tampa. Wow. Mm-hmm. For the uh, what you call it, the Millennium Tour, which is well, yeah. Now, I mean, and and interestingly enough, and the, then I went to the Unleashed tour. Unleashed was oh, oh yeah, I I loved Bow Wow, you loved Bow Wow, like loved Bow Wow, loved 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 Bow Wow, wow. and his braids. When I was in middle school, I dated a nigga that looked just like Bow Wow. He had the braids with the beads. That was back when that was the thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Couldn't tell him he wasn't Bow Wow. God damn it. But yeah, sorry, I had to play that. Sorry, I love that for you. Sorry, and now we can get into some grown because, men. Well, also because boys, right? Boys to men, um, their thank you song was also for their fans. Really? Yeah. Well, y'all, and thank you. You gotta play it. And we thank we thank you guys. We, are. we gotta make a thank you song for our because you know, but th- this was giving like quintessential like barbershop quartet <laughs> harmonies. Look how different. Look at the range here. Yeah. Getting out to this. Because we thank you for tuning into us twice a week and for our patrons that tune into us three times a week. Thank you guys so much for rocking with us. We love y'all. Because we are above our two year mark now, y'all. We're coming up on episode 200 soon. We are coming up soon. A couple more months. It's going to be crazy. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Make sure again you join us on Patreon. Um, yeah, we love y'all. We will see y'all next week. Have a great, safe weekend. Eat all the leftovers. Don't feel guilty about none of it. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. And if you can't, then just find some find somebody else to love. Find Make friends. This is a good time to make friends. A lot of make people during friends. this holiday time that are looking for new friends. So now's a good time to meet new people. Yes. Branch out. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. And then we'll see y'all on Monday. We'll Have a great on weekend. Tuesday. Tuesday. We come in on Monday. Well, that's true. They're going to see us on y'all Tuesday. Y'all going to see us on social media. And then y'all going to see us on Tuesday. There we go. Bye, y'all. Have a good weekend, y'all. We love you. We dancing in our auntie ass outfits.